Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about hunting tactics as the season progresses. So uh, we kind of talked before the show, we're going to break it up, keep it simple. A lot of these hunting formats talk about a lot of different phases and we sort of subscribe more to simple phases, early season, rut, and late season. And there's some little micro changes within each of those, but we're just going to kind of talk through the tactics, the kind of places or the, or the kind of spots that we like to hunt during those phases and see where the conversation takes us. So like I said, we're going to start with early season, which we're kind of calling the start of season through late October, early November as rut kicks in. So Jeff, do you want to kick us off on that one? Sure. So early in the season, you know, the spot that I like to hunt, the spot I'm going to be focusing on the most this year, I have a spot that uh, is in between a bedding area and then a premium food source, which is an apple tree. And then that apple tree is on the edge of a ag field that's planted in corn this year. How have you, let's back up one step, how have you identified that it's a bedding area, this bedding area you talked of. In years past, I've jumped a lot of deer out of there that were bedded down. You know, I've made <laughs> the mistakes, enough. you know. Fair enough. Um, okay. And so what does that look like? Is it like what kind of um, cover or terrain or what? explain what it looks like? This area is a, uh, it's a brushy area, um, has a lot of tall grasses that is it's adjacent to a wet air a wetland and the deer tend to stay out of the wetland but they they like to bed along the edge there there's a lot of brush and i don't know what the plant is but there's some tall summer grasses um that grow and uh even well into the winter they are still standing you know four foot tall so it's very easy for the deer to just lay down and be out of the wind, be out of sight. So that's the, so it's the not a, area. It's not area. a wooded area. It's a, a a high brushy area. So at start of season, some stuff is still green in there? Yes, yes. Most of it, at the start of season, most of it is still, still green. Still green. Yeah. Okay. Is this the same area that you had that uh, deer last year that you couldn't, that basically wouldn't run away? That's yes, the same, yes. same area? Exact same that's place, yes. Area. Okay. Yes, I had a deer in there that <clears throat> I jumped it, it stood up, but it apparently didn't think that I was a threat or that I saw it through the the brush and the grass, so it just stood there and stared at me for a long, long time. Yeah. Okay, so back to the tactic. <clears throat> so you're setting up between bedding and food yeah, early yeah. season. That's and what you like to do. I like to look for for what I call, you know, premium food sources because there's still a lot of food in the woods, you know. So, you know, I look for something where, you know, the thing that the deer are going to prefer to eat, you know, because there's a lot of food still available. Mm-hmm. So uh, that apple tree is very enticing to them. Okay. They want to come eat those apples and then they'll move their way on, you know, out to the field to, you know, eat the corn or whatever's in the field that year, you know, as 
at night, more or less. You know, as it gets darker, they move out into the field. I probably would hunt right on the apple tree, um, but the apple tree is on the property line. And uh, the other thing is I want to try to catch the deer more in, in daylight hours. Yeah. When they get to the apple tree, um, it's typically dusk. You know, it's still legal shooting light, um, but if I can just kind of move, move down their trail, um, you know, I can catch them earlier. So early season, you're hunting primarily evenings? Um, yeah, yeah, pri- primarily evenings, and that's that's more or less out of convenience than anything else. Um, but it, it works kind of both ways, you know, because at night they're feeding in the field, and then they're trying to typically go back to the bedding for the day. Um, so it, it, it does kind of work both ways. So for me, I'll probably be hunting the prop for early season, be hunting the property out east or this new property that I have access to that I have not stepped foot on yet. So this weekend, actually, I plan to go out there and and look around for the first time, do some scouting. I know it's kind of late, but that's just how the schedule worked out. And so I'll be glad to get out there and, and look around a little bit. But I think that's a good tactic what you mentioned you know trying to get between bedding and food i think the keys to that are identifying bedding which is why i was asking you to explain that a little bit and like you said that most desirable food source because there's still a lot of food around and there's a a a sub phase or a sub shift within that early season if you're in crop country when the crops come off or if when the beans start to yellow because they're not really desirable to deer when the when the beans start to yellow until then late season when they've dried out and they're after the pods early season they'd be eating the the leaves and stuff jake anything you want to add to early season tactics that we haven't covered uh the only thing i could think um is from just from experience agriculture fields um aren't always i mean that's your quick and easy food source but they're not always the best early season food source um because a lot of times just out of bad luck i guess the beans typically yellow the week before opening day um so the deer are transitioning out of the beans and a lot of times it's too hot for them to eat a lot of corn um corn it the way that they metabolize it it raises their body temperature um, so opening day, it's still pretty warm usually. Um, not that the deer aren't using the fields, they are. Um, but like Jeff was saying, there's a premium food. Um, so sometimes it's better to find things like oak trees, the acorns, the mass crop. If it's a high mass crop year, the apples, they're always, that's like candy to a deer. Um, so sometimes that is more important than, you know, you could set up between bedding and a crop field. And you'll never see a deer because they don't get to that crop field till well after dark just because they're eating what they prefer first, which is sometimes in the timber, sometimes it's apple trees, sometimes, you know, different things. Um, But that's probably about it. It sounds like you guys hit on, I mean, typically early season, you're bed to food, food to bed, and you want to be in the middle. The other thing I just thought of that's nice about early season is a lot of your camera pictures leading up to the start of season still hold some value before hunting pressure or gun season or the rut has 
thrown them off of those patterns or the crops have come out of the fields. That's another, you go from having, you know, on a cornfield, tons of cover. And when they cut the corn, it's a barren wasteland now. And, you know, that, that'll change their movement. So with that being said, the next sort of phase or, or um, sub-season of the deer season that we're going to talk about is the rut. So everybody loves to hunt the rut. There's typically, you know, elevated daytime activity, bucks chasing does, hopefully, and you just, it's a great time to be in the woods. If you can be in the woods on one of those days where the deer are moving and, you, you know, you just never know what's going to come by. So tactics on rut hunting. Jake, you want to start? Sure, I'll take the start on this one. Primarily for the rut, uh, the old adage or old saying goes, find the does and the bucks will follow. Um, I guess just for completeness sake, not all of our listeners may be familiar. Um, The rut is the deer breeding season. Um, So the does go into heat or estrus. Um, and the bucks come from miles away to find them. Uh, so typically a lot of times it's bedding again, um, cause the does, um, typically bedding is thicker as Jeff stated previously. And until the does are ready to be bred, which is actually a fairly short window of time, the bucks kind of pester them and bully them around. So the does actually try and get away. Um, so a lot of times they're going into that thick bedding area to hide from the bucks just like they would hide from you and I walking through the woods. They see the bucks as not necessarily a threat, dangerous, but they don't want the bucks picking on them because the bucks are going to try and breed them. Right, nudging them around. Right. Um, So what the bucks will do then is they will go downwind of those bedding areas um, trying to get scent or to wind to see if there's any does in that bedding area that have come into estrus. Uh, Typically, the deer go into estrus at slightly variable times. I mean, it's not every deer in Ohio doesn't go into estrus on, you know, November 9th or whatever the date, pick a day. Depends on who you ask as to when the rut is. I mean, there's all kinds of variability. You can look it up online. It's been three days um, researching the rut. That is the prime deer hunting time. Uh, But typically, you want to be hunting just off of bedding um the deer the bucks are typically going to be cruising as they call it or traveling um downwind for the most part of these bedding areas because what they're trying to do is scent check the does in there and see are there any in here that are worth going in there and they're ready to be bred right yeah are there any in there worth going in for or should i move on to the next bedding area Uh, so if you can get downwind of the bedding area, uh, a lot of times the deer will be traveling and walking through. Um, so basically you, for the rut, you're looking for high traffic areas, places you've seen a lot of sign, places, trails, um, commonly used trails. Deer, if they don't know you're in the woods, they're going to use their normal trails. They have no reason not to. Right. Um, so you hunt off of trails, typically surrounding bedding areas, preferably downwind. Uh, obviously the wind direction changes by day. Sometimes well, and, throughout the day. Yeah, and so I guess to expand on that point a little bit, like you kind of want to be on the downwind side, downwind of the downwind side, if, if that makes sense. So right, you're hoping right. to be, bet- 
you're hoping that the bucks to walk between you and the bed. Correct. Yeah. So you need to kind of know where that edge is. They're going to travel the edge. Deer are creatures of the edge. And you want to be within bow range of that edge where you think the buck is going to cruise through to scent check that area. The other tactic, if you will, for, for that is, like Jacob mentioned, the the high traffic areas, sort of the pinch points or the funnels. If you can identify those, um, those can be super hot spots to hunt during the rut. Yeah, yeah. I personally more subscri- subscribe to uh, finding the high traffic trails and worry less about the bedding um, with my personal. You know, I try to find the most high traffic trail, the deer highway, um, and sometimes it's a deer highway, you know, it's a very high traffic trail that all the movement's at night. Well, during the rut, sometimes those trails become very popular in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. you know, because the deer completely switch. Um, and then, again, pinch points. I really like to look for pinch points, creek crossings, um, patches of woods that, you know, are uh, in between two fields, you know, that, you know, it's cover so that they're not out in the open or um, patches of woods that kind of connect to larger areas of woods. You know, I I prefer hunting the pinch points and, uh, you know, the most trafficked trail I can find. Yeah. Yeah, if you can find like a uh, an overgrown river bottom or something that, is fields on either side, but it, it's kind of the connector between two wood lots. That, that could be a great spot during the rut. I know I've had, I didn't get a shot, but I was set up in a, in a position like that two years ago and had an encounter with a, a pretty decent buck in a, in a situation like that. Um, then if you have some terrain, terrain helps identify those pinch points. So you've got just fields and and geography in that sense but like down in southern Ohio you've got some terrain that if you've got like a low a low spot where the ridge is easier to get across that could be a good spot the deer are going to cross in the easy spot so those are those are all good spots for the rut hunt anything else we want to add before we move on no no I don't believe so one thing with uh with hunting the rut uh don't be discouraged to hunt hunt the place where uh, you haven't seen deer, you know, the rest of the season. Um, because a lot of those places can be very productive during the rut. Right. You know, go ahead and hunt that, that, you know, kind of obscure, you know, spot you have that, you know, there's all kinds of sign, but you never see a deer or, you know, or maybe you, you know, don't have a whole lot of, uh, you know, land to hunt and... You know, for those people, the rut, that's the time you want to be out there, mm-hmm. you know, or yeah. there's no deer there. But if during the rut, sometimes those are the hot spots. Right. Yeah. So the rut then kind of leads us, in Ohio at least, into gun season. As the rut's tapering off, gun season kicks in. Gun season, I would say for a lot of people that hunt in Ohio, is a big variable. It depends on how much land you have. If, if you know, if you if you've got a big big chunk of land that you have to manage yourself, then maybe it's not as big of a variable. But I know for us and the properties we hunt, after the rut, gun season comes in, and it's kind of a 
a hit or miss. We typically spend at least the first half of the week down in Southern Ohio. Like we've mentioned before, lots of guys in the woods, scent control isn't great or non-existent. Um, a lot of deer drives down there and that's just the culture and it's all good and there's nothing wrong with that. But as far as patterning a deer during gun season in those kind of scenarios, I'd say it's impossible. Uh, you know, I, I hate to say anything's impossible, but, um, I would say those scenarios, it's kind of the luck of the draw. You just put yourself in a spot where you've seen good deer. I think we've talked before where on public land, you can kind of try to think about where you've seen other hunters before and how they're accessing the woods and where they may be pushing deer as they're coming in and out of the woods. If you can sit all day during gun season, that, that lunch hour is can be hot because guys are coming down out of the woods and moving deer around. And so I, I guess that's a, we kind of did a, a short little bonus time of the year because we talked about early season rut and late season. But gun season <clears throat> is sort of a season in and of itself. So you guys have any other thoughts on gun season, Jeff? Well, for me, uh, gun season, you know, the, the primary strategy for that, especially in high-pressure areas, is find the escape route. You yeah. know, a lot of, you know, the, there's a lot of guys going into the woods and basically try to find that route that they're going to take to cover, you know, whether... It's a property that you know no one hunts, you know, or if it's, um, you know, maybe a more uh, urban area, you know, or suburban area towards a housing development or a housing, you know, towards town where the deer know if I go there, I'm not getting shot at, you know, try to find those escape routes where uh, the deer are trying to get away, you know, right. and a lot of times you don't need to go far into the woods. You know, you can, the guy who sits, you know, 50 yards from the road, sometimes is the most successful guy because he's catching, you know, everybody's going deep into the woods and pushing the deer out of the woods. Right. Jake, anything you want to add on gun season? Uh, just like you said, it's a kind of a crapshoot. It's a complete variable as to what, I mean, it depends who's in the woods, when they're in the woods, how much shooting. I mean, because on top of that, you know, even if there's not necessarily guys near you, as soon as guns start going off, that affects the deer movement. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, I guess it's similar to the rut in the sense of where you want to be in the woods as much as possible because uh, you never know what's going to happen. You never know when you're going to see a deer because they're not acting normal in the sense of their normal activities where your high activity points are daylight and dusk. Right. Um, I mean, yes, if you happen to catch one at first light in the morning of opening day, it might be sort of acting normal, assuming no other hunters had walked through its bedding. Um, but primarily outside of that, you're just trying to catch them. They're just running around for their lives and you're hoping that they run by you. Um, at least where we hunt down at the cabin, you yeah. know, down south. It's just too many guys, too much pressure, too much noise, cars, the whole nine. Um, those deer are just running around kind of trying to stay alive. Um, well, and the one the one thing you can, that's a constant for gun season, it's, it's going to be a good time, you know. It's going to be uh, exciting. So 
with that, then I guess we'll move on to late season. So late season, we're kind of calling anything after gun season, things calm down. There is another, you know, they've played around with it here the past couple of years, but this this extended gun season or, or a late gun season that I don't think gets hunted as much as the week-long gun season, but it's uh, a factor to, to be considered. But so for late season, what are, what are you guys' tactics? Jeff, do you want to? Uh, this time of year, um, you know, it's all about available food. You know, the deer are really trying to fatten up for, for winter, um, especially the bucks who have just spent, you know, a couple of weeks chasing all the does and then another week uh, being chased around by a bunch of hunters. Uh, they're they're tired and they're hungry. Right. You know, they're, they, they need to build those fat reserves that they've burnt off chasing does and running from hunters. You know, so food sources are big now, and now it goes into a lot more of they're going to the ag fields, you know, trying to get what what the combines missed, and um, maybe that one oak tree that uh, wasn't, you know, as uh, preferred earlier in the season that still has a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of acorns on the ground. They're yeah. going there, um, and just anywhere where they can find reliable food. Yeah. And I think especially it's, I don't want to say that, that it's not good in December because that's not what I'm saying. But if you can find a good food source come, you know, mid January, dude, that can be dynamite. You know, if you can, if you can stay in the cold, you know, because if you can find the food source around, Everything in the area has to come there, and it's it, it can be the mecca. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times late season, the the evening sit is a lot better I've found than in the morning. Yeah, um, and the good thing about uh, late season, if you will, with it being so cold, is a lot of times you can pretty well set your watch to when the deer are moving. You know yeah. they are coming at this time every evening, you know, that's when the deer are entering the field. So I just need to be out there, you know, on, on a day where they come in, Yep. you know? And another thing with late season, and again, this is variable as to how people feel one way or the other, but at the end of the day, it's legal in Ohio. Um, baiting deer or putting out food for the deer is a very good way to get deer in the late season just because deer or food, I apologize, food is at a premium. So if you're someone who hunts a feeder, um, like Jeff was saying, you can pretty well set your watch to when those deer are going to come to the feeder, uh, especially the, a lot of the modern, you know, f- electric, electronic feeders. Uh, you can set timers on them. And I've heard stories, I've never personally seen it, um, where the deer can hear that feeder spooling, throwing corn out, and it's like, you know, domestic ring, ring the dinner bell. Yeah, and they just come out of the woodwork coming to eat at the feeder. Um, you know, that's not, I've never personally hunted over a feeder like that and had that type of success or reaction. Um, but if you're someone who hunts a feeder, sometimes the late season is, you know, the easiest time to get whatever survives the rut in terms of bucks or mature deer. Um, I mean, they have to eat 
so it's a good time to get those animals on their feet um and they got to come you know they're kind of a slave to their stomach at that point because like jeff said they have utilized all of their energy reserves trying to um survive the rut uh because not only which we kind of jeff didn't mention this i mean they're chasing does but prior to that process and kind of throughout the rut they're also um fighting each other for the does uh which uses a lot of energy you know the bucks are sparring and um you know depending on how your buck to doe ratio is i mean if there's just not that many does to go around um you know everybody wants to breed the doe so the bigger stronger i mean there can be some throwdowns over the doe so that also takes a bunch of energy out of them yeah so i think we kind of covered everything we wanted to cover is there anything else we want to add before we wrap up no i think that's pretty good synopsis of the different seasons i mean obviously or parts of the season um you obviously could and like i said you could go into mega detail about different sub phases of the phases um depends on who you ask or what website or person you're listening to but i think that's kind of a general consensus early season you want to kind of catch them bed to food on their normal quote-unquote summer pattern still um, when you get to the rut, you just want to be in the woods, basically high traffic area, uh, in late season, you want to hunt food. It's just locating the food and kind of going from there. And that's pretty general consensus across the board. Anyone who, um, spends much time in the woods will kind of agree with those things. It's kind of the sub phases and getting into the, you know, moon and temperature and barometric pressure. And like I said, you could spend yeah. forever talking about that stuff, but, um, that's pretty good high level yeah okay so uh with that i think we'll wrap up we appreciate all the support please subscribe to the the show share it on your social platforms uh follow us on facebook at ohio huntsman and we're on instagram at ohio huntsman podcast and just want to thank everybody for for all the support and thanks for listening